Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. production podcast i'm kiri and i'm rachel and we are the post-production podcast my apologies for my changing audio these past couple weeks my microphone just decided to give up i have a new one coming soon in the meantime bear with us i probably sound weird right now but it's fine yes hopefully this is fine haven't we all just given up at this point <laughs> and by that i mean if you're new here welcome <laughs> to the post-production podcast um this is in fact a podcast about production video production music production audio production theater production all kinds of productions indeed uh we are people who work with some of these mediums so we talk about our experiences we explore different areas of production we dubiously we we dubiously critique we're on take three of this intro yeah (laughs) we dubiously critique popular works you sounded exactly like that TikTok filter. I am that. T- you don't understand. I do such a good impression of that TikTok filter. Anyways, welcome if you're new. <laughs> and if you're not new, we are so glad you're back. Uh, back for more chaos. We both work in production. So, uh, Rachel, have you done anything production-y this week? I know you uh, got out of school finally. Actually, I took a week off. Good for you. I am proud. I am so thrilled. I know. You, you spent most of it on an airplane, though, right? Yeah, that's true. But I still took a week off. That's good. I, what did I do? Everything just kind of blends together at this point. Uh, something happened on Saturday. At this point, I don't even remember what it was. I was going to say, you've had kind of a busy week. Uh, yeah. This week, things have happened. I have done things. It's it's a production world out there. I don't even remember what happened the rest of this week. But I get Memorial Day off, so I'll have a long weekend, and I need that. That'll be great, because there have been things happening every weekend yeah. throughout almost all of May. Life of event technology, I guess. Seriously, what was the thing that was on Saturday? <laughs> oh, it was a School of Rock concert. Oh, yeah. So it was a bunch of kids in bands. So that, like The older kids were pretty good, but there, there were little kids, too, who were learning. It was cute. I say, oh yeah, like I was at this event, and in reality, I just saw your Instagram. Yeah. Speaking of kids, today <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, a, a children's television network. My goodness, Nick, our transitions get better Nick, every Nickelodeon. week. So, <laughs> that's roughly the sound it makes. So, many of us have watched at least one episode of a Nickelodeon show, right? Right? Sure. Yeah. I didn't start watching Nickelodeon until I was like 10 or 11 and like at my grandparents' house because they had cable and I wasn't allowed to watch anything except PBS and VeggieTales, so, you know. But Nickelodeon is actually a fairly young TV channel. Well, I mean, yeah, typically it has to reflect its audience, but, um, (laughs) Okay. Uh, Get it? Very young. It began in 1977. So young. As 
Pinwheel. Actually. Watch Pinwheel. Yeah, it was called Pinwheel. That is such a lame name. Yeah, well, it was originally supposed to be an educational 12 hours a day channel uh, with no commercials. And it kind of flopped. Oof. So in 1979, they rebranded themselves to Nickelodeon. That was a very fast rebrand. Yeah. They started original programming, which included like sketch comedy shows. This one called You Can't Do That on Television, which is what, which is what introduced the whole green slime obsession in Nickelodeon. Oh. Mm-hmm. And that, that was actually a Canadian show. Nickelodeon is very big in Canada, but... Again, like that was pretty much their only interesting thing. The rest of it was all just kind of meh educational stuff. So in the 1980s, it began airing commercials and uh, shifting towards like children's entertainment mm-hmm. programming. So they started making kids TV shows and that, that that pretty much launched them into the success we know now. So they also have Nick at Night, which is uh reruns of older TV shows for older viewers. And there's also Nick Jr., which is for like preschoolers. And by the 1990s, they had an entire production facility in Universal Studios. Basically, the 90s is when they really shot up. They had the the notable cartoons, Doug, Ren and Stimpy and Rugrats, all shows I've heard of, but never watched because I thought they looked weird. Mm -hmm. Two of the most famous Nickelodeon shows are SpongeBob and iCarly. Britannica says they're frequently ranked among the highest rated cable programs in the U.S. Hmm. Yeah, iCarly was huge. Even I watched iCarly, and that's saying something. Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch it until I found the internet, but yeah, I liked it. And I I would go to iCarly.com and play the games and listen to the music and all that. And did you know iCarly's getting a reboot? Yeah, the promos dropped within the last week or so yeah. and immediately ignited Twitter controversy because oh Sam and Gibby are both not in the reboot um, by actors' choices, of course. Yeah. I know for sure Jeanette McCurdy, is that her last name? Yeah. I know for sure Jeanette McCurdy did not want to be involved with the reboot. I'm not sure about the guy who plays Gibby, but I feel like his absence is nothing shady on part of the network or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jeanette McCurdy is because she had, based on what I've heard, a lot of it is largely rumors, but apparently she had bad experiences on the show. Uh, Dan Schneider was a a creep. Yeah, that's what I heard, too. Yeah. Uh, Well, in Dan Schneider's shows were hugely successful because they actually were really well-written and really funny. I mean, there were plenty of weird things, but Drake and Josh, iCarly, Victorious, Mm -hmm. those were all really... They were all massive. Yeah. Of course, the the, the biggest one was iCarly and Zoe 101, The Amanda Show, Keenan and Cal. I think those are all Dan Schneider shows that were really successful. Mm -hmm. Those were like the shows of Nickelodeon that launched the careers of many iconic actors and actresses who are now very distanced from that. SpongeBob. I wasn't allowed to watch SpongeBob. I was not either. I honestly never had any interest in SpongeBob because again, it looked weird. Uh, But now I know a lot about it because of the memes. I was going to say that to this day is my only familiarity with SpongeBob because the show never seemed funny or interesting to me. It was just kind of annoying. Yeah. And of course now it makes for some great memes. Also, something I didn't know, Spongebob began in 1999. I am just as old as Spongebob. I'm younger than Spongebob. (laughs) 
I knew it was around forever, for as long as I could possibly remember. And that's because it's been around for as long as I've been around, <laughs> at least. So there's, there's a lot of cultural significance to Nickelodeon shows as SpongeBob has definitely contributed to internet culture. iCarly, iCarly was about a YouTuber before YouTube became what it is now, Mm -hmm. Like it was, it was just YouTube. And back then that was such a novel idea that a, a girl could just start her own web show. And of course now I've seen posts and videos and things that are like, we thought iCarly was really weird. Like her show was really weird, but now it has a lot more substance than like your average, uh, Paul Brothers video, you know? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> the humor is right on par with what our humor is now, but that might just be because we grew up watching the show, and so that had an effect on our humor. It's a it's a circle of humor. Other notable shows, Blue's Clues, Dora. Blue's Clues was Nickelodeon? Yeah. Wow. Nick Jr. They, they rebooted Blue's Clues recently, too. That's disturbing. I mean, it's not that disturbing. Well, actually, I, I haven't watched any clips of it, but the animation is a little bit different. I think it's 3D animated now instead of 2D animated. Hmm. You know, I remember watching Blues Clues. There was a Blues Clues VHS at church that I would watch whenever there was nothing else to do. And I just remember thinking, poor Steve. He has to interact with absolutely nothing. But a, a green screen... I guess it must have been a blue screen because his shirt was green. He was just... He, he would just walk in place... And trust that the the animators were gonna put things in front of him. Did you ever watch Blue's Clues? Um, here and there. I think like we had like just like the old VHS tapes mm-hmm. of Blue's Clues, and it was definitely like the older Blue's Clues with the first guy, Steve. Steve. Um, and then what was the next guy named? Joe. That's it. Yeah, I just remember the absolute heartbreak when Steve left the show. Just nationwide everyone was like oh right not steve yeah like not my childhood and then they rebooted it with some other random guy who they're saying is steve's cousin oh man (laughs) for the sake of continuity the funniest part is they look so similar maybe they don't actually look similar but from my recollection i didn't think steve and joe looked similar at all they were supposed to be brothers i guess like to my like five-year-old eyes I was like, yeah, it's like a, a brunette white guy in a striped shirt. That's <laughs> all you need. They're the same person. And so it was only when the second guy started going by Joe on the show that I was like, wait a minute, is that a different person? He was wearing a purple shirt. It's obviously a different person. Excuse me for thinking that Steve would maybe- Yeah, Steve only wore green. Wear a different shirt or like do his laundry or something. See, I like to think he just had multiple- Copies of the exact same shirt, like a cartoon character, because he's literally living in a cartoon. Yeah, I always envisioned him having just this big wardrobe of green shirts. (laughs) Some time ago, I did research for Blue's Clues. I didn't think to do it for this, but he was like really young when he started that. It it was like he was like at least fresh out of college at the oldest, actually. Oh wow! Like I can I I can relate. Like you're fresh out of college, a starving actor. We have a show for children where all you need to do is stand in front of a green screen and act with nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> okay and now that's his most famous thing like he pretty much fell off the map after that wow 
Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember who else, because there are a lot of people on television who got their start in children's programming. Yeah. I'm not even referring to like the little Disney and Nickelodeon stars from like, you know, iCarly or any of the Disney shows. Like just in general, there are so many people who get their start like working on the sets of children's programming. Yeah. Like half of all famous singers now started on Disney or Nickelodeon, like Selena Gomez, Demi Lovato, mm-hmm. Jonas Brothers. All Disney. Uh, Ariana Grande. Yeah, Ariana Grande was a Nickelodeon star. Even Olivia Rodrigo, who is hugely popular right now, like, she skyrocketed to fame earlier this year because she released Driver's License. Yeah. But then I looked her up, and apparently she's been a Disney star for the last three or four years. I haven't kept up with any of the Disney things in, like, in years. Oh, I haven't either. Or Nickelodeon. she's, She's, um, one of the main characters on... High School Musical, the musical, the show, which is apparently like a high school musical show that's running right now. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. So yeah, like Disney stars are still making it huge in the business. Like Olivia Rodrigo just dropped this breakup album that's getting like millions of streams. Like an hour ago, I was scrolling through TikTok and there was one that was like a a European was looking at um, Spotify's charts and looking at the U.S. viral charts, it was all Ro- Olivia Rodrigo songs and at least the top 10. Mm-hmm. And he was like, are you guys okay? <laughs> Did all of America just break up with someone? Okay, this is a funny story. It's unrelated to Nickelodeon, but it's worth telling. Okay. So I got my hair cut today um, at my mom's like hair salon thing locally. And so the song Driver's License comes on the radio. And my mom was like, oh, Rachel, your little brother loves this song. He's just so touchy-feely. <laughs> And the lady that was cutting my hair was like, oh, I've never heard this song. And then she starts listening to the lyrics. And so I'm trying to explain TikTok and Olivia Rodrigo to this lady. And she was <laughs> laughing her butt off at the idea that like some 16 year old wrote a song about her high school dating relationship ending. And just like all of America is blasting this melodramatic ballad about a high school relationship. Yeah, the the best part of the song is the bridge, and the rest of it is kind of Yeah. Honestly. Well, and the best part to me is is not just that she released Driver's License, it's that this girl released a whole breakup album. Right, yeah. Oh my goodness. So, me and Celeste... At the salon. We're just losing our crap. Celeste at the salon. Celeste at the salon. Yeah, it was a good time. Shout out to Celeste at the salon. It was it was very interesting trying to explain TikTok stardom to Celeste, though. <laughs> I was like, yeah, so like the song is famous because she put it on TikTok. And then all the Gen Zers were like, wow, song. And she was like, weird, dude. And I was like, I know. Did you tell her about your famous TikTok? Our famous TikTok? Heck no. Okay. (laughs) Understandable. That's a Disney star. Back to Nickelodeon. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of singers got their star on Nickelodeon too. Uh, Miranda Cosgrove had a music career for a a minute there. Did she actually? Yeah. She was not a good singer. She, she was meant for other things she, she was a good actress she was a very good actress i yeah. love miranda cosgrove she went from playing the evil little sister on drake and josh to playing the sweet uh naive little sister again main character on iCarly. it's definitely very very different like carly would avoid confrontation often mm-hmm. whereas megan was pure evil <laughs> basically Hey, she was also in School of Rock, which was a concert that I worked on Saturday. 
Back to the start. She was good in School of Rock, too. I haven't seen that movie. Oh, Kira, you would love that movie. That one's a classic. Alongside Jack Black, who also guest starred in iCarly for a couple episodes. Did he actually? Yeah, they went to like this basically VidCon, and Jack Black and Spencer were like dressed as these game characters, and they were like, bro-battling it out, you know? That's funny. I don't think I remember that. Yeah, it, it was a weird couple. I think it was two episodes. There were some really famous people on iCarly because iCarly was so... Because it was huge. It was huge. No, I have never seen another show reach that kind of height besides Hannah Montana. iCarly and Hannah Montana were the two huge, huge kids TV shows. Yeah, I was going to say, because I feel like TV shows, childhood TV shows have just never sculpted a generation the way they did Gen Z. Yeah. Hannah Montana and iCarly ruled my generation. And even like my siblings now who like my littlest brother's eight years younger than me. And that is not the same for his, his group of peers. Like they don't have like a, a kid's TV show that they all like really grew up on. Yeah. And it's not that we're grown out of it. We are, but there was Hannah Montana and iCarly merchandise everywhere. Yeah. And like there were signs everywhere. Like there were themed birthday parties mm-hmm. like it was it was insane it, it was everywhere yeah the there were some other emma stone made a cameo once oh wow see i don't think i noted a lot of the cameos at the time because i either didn't know who they were or like i just thought it was someone playing a character on the show well i mean she was playing a character but well yeah but it's that thing of like A lot of times when a cameo is a cameo, you know it's a cameo. It's, like, made abundantly obvious. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's made abundantly obvious with the laugh tracks because somebody would... I was going to say, because they all cheer. The audience would go, woo! Yeah. Yeah. It was the... I, I... That was my least favorite thing about those shows is they would use the same laugh tracks every time. It was always the same laughs. Yeah, that always bothered me. Yeah. And whenever somebody kissed, they would be like, ooh, every time. Yeah. Every time. And whenever somebody that we're supposed to be excited about appeared, they would be like, woo! Or whenever somebody accomplished something, they'd be like, woo! No matter how cheesy the task. Yeah, right. And they would laugh at the most random things. Like, I, I Have you ever watched one of those shows? Like, there are YouTube videos of this show without the laugh track. Yeah, I've seen that. And it's like the weirdest thing you've ever seen. Yeah, there was a, on Victorious, they did a, a parody of The Breakfast Club. And I watched a clip of that. Somebody edited out the laugh track and it was so weird. The actors must have been so uncomfortable because there was no live audience. It's such a different type of acting when you're acting and then leaving space in between each section of dialogue for the laugh track that they're going to edit in. Yeah. Well, and I can't imagine how many times the actors were thinking that wasn't even funny. Why do they want me to pause? Yeah. Yeah. there, There were some... Yeah, I, I rewatched a, a few episodes of iCarly and uh, a few episodes of Victorious since Paramount Plus came out. And yeah, it, it's of course there are more dirty jokes than I remember there being. Yeah, and like the the laugh track would go off way more times than I thought it would. Like there's there's been a trend where sitcoms are drifting away from the laugh track, and I like that better. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm trying to think of shows made in the last few years that use a laugh track and I just can't think of any. Well, I mean, you think of like some of the best sitcoms in recent years, like 
Brooklyn Nine-Nine, New Girl, Parks and Rec. None of those you've laughed tracks. Not even The Office. Oh, yeah. I, I really hope the iCarly reboot doesn't have a laugh track. Yeah. Although it's definitely like you listen to the laugh track and it just sounds nostalgic. No. I, I like when I hear it, I, I just feel annoyed again. Like I I watched I watched back through like Friends or iCarly or something. And like the laugh track is so dumb. But I'm like, oh, like this sounds like my childhood. Yeah, I mean, it's fun at first, but then they keep reusing the same sounds. Like there's one particular laugh that's really annoying where at the very end someone goes. <laughs> and I hate that. You know just what I'm like talking that. about? Yeah. No, I <laughs> yes. know exactly which laugh that is. Yeah, they, they use that more than once every episode and i'm just like mm-hmm. yeah it wasn't that funny it, it is interesting coming back to those shows as an adult because you, you notice different things where it's like why are they making these kids do this yeah especially victorious a lot of the the girls were like okay you remember victoria justice she's like thin like very thin mm-hmm. and there was one weird joke where Oh, yeah, like her sister couldn't find tissues, so she was blowing her nose into uh, Victoria Justice's character's underwear. Ew. And, yeah, it was like, uh, yeah. And she was like, oh, wow, these are huge. And, like, everybody kept saying that. Oh, I hate that. It's like, this is why girls have issues, because Victoria Justice is very thin, and they're still saying that her underwear is huge. Yeah. That's not... Victorious was another one of the shows that after it ended, a lot of the actors like referenced how awful the work environment was. Yeah. Well, and there were even Ariana Grande, especially. Yeah. As recently as last year, there are videos that have been circulated pretty virally of yeah, like, you know, you'll see behind the scenes videos of like the actors in interacting with the producers and the writers. And it's just very clearly like an uncomfortable, obviously uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And especially the girls that acted Mm -hmm. on that show. And I hate watching that because like for us, like we watched Victorious and had so much fun watching it. Yeah. Now that we're grown up, we see this stuff coming out that's like, man, these actors were so uncomfortable at work. Yeah. Like Dan Schneider has a YouTube channel and like he he would upload just his like personal videos of, of just walking around on the sets. And they always just looked so like all the girl, like Miranda Cosgrove was always like really like, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it, yeah, it, it was always very like he would get like right up in their faces and be like, what are you doing? Like, especially on Victoria's sets. And the girls would always be like, I'm doing my job. And you'd be like, "Ah." like, they would always just look so uncomfortable. And it was, it's yeah. Like watching it now, it's just like, I know, I think it is still okay to watch the shows. Oh yeah. Because even though a lot of stuff came out about Dan Schneider and how awful he was, if the shows still mean a lot to you, that's okay. It's okay to still watch the show. Yeah. But if, if you feel like you can't watch it anymore, that's okay too. True. Yeah, because you don't want to look back at it and be like, oh my gosh, it was actually a terrible show. Because it wasn't. No. It was a great kids show. The actors did really well. Yeah. You can't just invalidate an entire body of work because it comes out that there were Hollywood jerks being Hollywood jerks. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely tough. The thing I don't love is when people go after these actors and they're like, you've changed so much. Like, we miss the old you. 
I can't stand that. Mm-hmm. Especially these these kids that grew up acting. Like so many of these Disney and Nickelodeon stars, their entire childhood and adolescence was working for Disney or Nickelodeon. And then people will go after them and be like, you used to be so young and is innocent and such a good role model. And now you're you're doing all these things. Like, how dare you? You should be a good role model for the children. And it's like, no, like they grew up too. And people evolve. Yeah. And, and especially a lot of those actors, the way they were treated, especially if it was a controversial uh, director, Dan Schneider, again, mm-hmm. but like Nat McCurdy, we were saying she wants to keep that part of her life in the past. And yeah, I understand that. So I, yeah, I really, really hope that she doesn't put up with crap for the next X amount of years. Right. Cause yeah. you know, there are going to be people all over her social media. Like Jeanette, we miss you on iCarly. Jeanette, why aren't you on iCarly? And like, just let the woman live. Mm-hmm. And, and going back and watching those shows, it's still okay to be entertained by them, but it does, especially after all the, the things about Dan Schneider came out, you notice more things. Like there are so many, especially in iCarly. Just like weird lines. Yeah. yeah. And especially in iCarly and Victorious. Victorious especially. There's a lot of just weird lines and weird scenes. Weird meaning like the things said about the kids on set. Yeah. that They're kids. That's part of the issue. They are kids. That's why I keep using that word. I'm not invalidating them by not saying actors. I'm saying like these were children and teenagers on these sets acting. Yeah. And so then like just some of the weird sexual innuendos made and like- Like there was this whole uh, thing- in iCarly, like they would always go to build a bra. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. <laughs> why? Why not another random animal instead? Of, yeah, they would make a lot of boob jokes too. Especially because, like, those jokes for people like you and I, like, they flew over our heads because we were kids. Yeah. Meaning, like, the fact that adults were writing these things about kids, yeah, aimed at adults to laugh at is what really makes it uncomfortable now when you catch those things. Yeah. You also notice all the feet scenes. Like there, there are a lot if you're actually looking for it. Yeah. I don't think I had noticed, but it makes sense. Yeah. I Carly and Victorious. Now that I know that I I notice it a lot. There's a, it's disturbing. Ooh. Yeah. Weird times. Anyway. So I, I know we're talking about the flaws of these shows and we're not going to invalidate those flaws, but the shows were still good and an integral part of our childhoods. Yeah. Oh, I have another one to bring up. Did you ever watch Big Time Rush? Yeah. Okay. I didn't watch the whole thing, though, because it got really weird towards the end. Yeah, I didn't I didn't watch it religiously, also because I didn't really have cable like consistently growing up. Yeah, see, I watched it on the internet. Yeah, so I like would catch it on friends TVs or like, you know, if I was at the gym or something like that. But yeah, so I just like that was one of the shows that I whenever I hear their music like randomly, I'll be like it just ah, sends ah, me ah, back. Ah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh <laughs> Yeah, I I haven't listened to their music in a long time. But that one did get weird as they got older. And yeah, like it started out as just like, oh, this is a the Best friends forming a band and moving to Hollywood. Ah, and they they live at this, like, paradise hotel or something. Yeah. With a bunch of other child stars, which was unrealistic. And then by the end, they were, like, time traveling and, like, turning people into goo with their weird weapons or something. Yeah, It was weird. I don't know what happened there. It it was good at first. Yeah, and then it got weird. There was one where they worked with Snoop Dogg. What was that? What? I think it was a Christmas episode. They made a song with Snoop Dogg. I don't even remember. 
something else Nickelodeon started was the Kids Choice Awards. Oh yeah. And those have remained a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah. That's the one where people get slimed when they win, which is mm-hmm. a weird tradition, but I mean, it's it's a spectacle. Did did Nickelodeon also do the Teen Choice Awards? I don't know who does that, but it's not Nickelodeon. Okay. It sounds like a CW thing. See, no, who there's no does way does the Teen... Oh, Teen Choice Awards or Fox. Fox. Wow, they've been around for longer than I've been around. Man, for some reason, I thought the Teen Choice Awards started around the same time as the Kids' Choice Awards. I guess because the names are parallel. Interesting. A bird just smacked into the window outside, and it was really funny. (laughs) (laughs) See, I just have a thunderstorm out here. So I woke up this morning, and there was a big old pigeon sitting on the windowsill, like, right next to my head, basically. Like, cooing in my ear. I was very annoyed, because it was 8 in the morning. And then I just watched... I hope it's the same pigeon. I just watched another pigeon go whomp right into my sunroom window. <laughs> and good riddance, you furball, featherball. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Sam and Cat, I saw a little bit of. Yeah, I watched the episodes where like Freddie and Robbie came back. Right. Like I watched that episode, and there was another episode where somebody came. Oh, Jade. Jade came back. I watched those episodes. That was it. I always thought Ariana Grande was so cool. Like during her Nickelodeon days, I was like, she is the cutest person alive, which remains true. My, one of my like favorite Nickelodeon shows, two of them that are older were Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So that (laughs) one's like a, just a random one that I'm like, like, I don't think I realized it was Nickelodeon at the time. I was just like, oh yeah, it's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like everyone watches that. Although this one, this one's older. Have you seen Are You Afraid of the Dark? I have not, but I do know what it is. Yeah, actually. Oh, no, I've seen a couple episodes. We watched it um, right before the Sunday chapel service after we got done with dinner Mm. during our break. Uh, We watched a couple episodes. It was super cheesy. Uh, I love Are You Afraid of the Dark? It's classic 90s Nickelodeon. And I'm pretty sure Are You Afraid of the Dark was like part of my origin story for my love of Halloween. (laughs) I love Halloween. And Are You Afraid of the Dark has all those like the spooky elements, but they're, they're cheesy and fun. Not like spooky to make you, you know, not be able to sleep at night. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was pretty lightweight when it came to horror things. So I always really enjoyed Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because it's clearly targeted at like young teenagers. It's like, here, here's a really like cheesy, gaudy, basically Halloween show. Yeah, no, I didn't watch that. I, I, I really didn't watch very much Nickelodeon. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff I hadn't discovered until recently. Right. And even I feel like the stuff I did watch shows back when we were kids, like, weren't the same as they are now. Where, like, now, like, when you watch a show, you watch every episode. Yeah. I feel like back in, like, the the heyday of Nickelodeon and Disney, you watched the show when you watched the show. So, you know, there were definitely people who, like, religiously made sure they were glued to their TV every Tuesday at 9 or whatever, but... I feel like it was less of a big deal if you missed one 20 minute episode here and there. Yeah, well, yeah, now people are all like, where's the plot? What is this show about? Like, relax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is entertainment. Uh, but with Paramount Plus, I've been rediscovering shows that I used to watch. Have you, Did you watch The Troop? No. Okay. So that show, there were only two seasons. Season one was better. That show was about, it was basically men in black, but it was teenagers who fight monsters. Fascinating. And my brother and I loved it. 
The first season was great. It was just, it was basically the same thing. Somebody gets attacked by a monster at the beginning of the episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, These three teenagers get their notification that there's been a a monster in the vicinity. And so they go and they they shoot it down and it just explodes into goo. Man, Nickelodeon and goo. And then they wipe everyone's memories and leave. It was fun. And then the second season, the best character left the show because he was actually a really good actor and had other commitments. And then it all just kind of went downhill from there. Yikes. The acting was pretty cheesy for the most part. And the effects were not great. But I rewatched almost the whole thing and I was like, I love this. This is awful, but I love it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Nickelodeon did a couple of movies. Uh, Rango. You remember Rango? Is that a Nickelodeon movie? Yeah. I completely forgot. Yeah. Really? Yeah. See, okay, this is kind of the cool part about Nickelodeon. If something is Disney, you know it's Disney. Yeah. A, it just feels Disney. And B, they make sure that they smack Disney on everything. Yeah. Nickelodeon is not integral to your childhood because they, they crazy brand everything as Nickelodeon. They just made a lot of stuff that you don't realize is Nickelodeon. Yeah. You know what else is a Nickelodeon show? Oh, no. Avatar The Last Airbender. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. Wow. So, hey, stay tuned. We're going to actually do an actual reaction series to that. So keep an eye out. True. We're going to make a YouTube channel or something. We'll, we'll let you know. And you you will finally get to experience the show. One of the, that, that was a show where you couldn't miss an episode because it was it was actually really well written. It was a good show. You're going to watch it and you are going to enjoy it because I say so. Very well. I think you will genuinely enjoy it. I probably will. And that's Nickelodeon. I did not realize how much stuff Nickelodeon made. Yeah, they made a lot of stuff. I'm also just so impressed with Disney and Nickelodeon made so much good content that ended up just being so nostalgic for us. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, like, we don't go back and watch iCarly because it's the absolute peak of every good thing about cinematography. No. We go back and watch iCarly because it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. And because that's what we did when we were kids. Yep. So, good times all around. Anyway, if you want to see us react to some shows... You'll want to be updated about that because we haven't done it yet, but we will. Uh, It's summertime and we both, neither of us really have time, but we have consistent schedules now. True. So Indeed. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Carrie underscore Jones at Rachel H and H and there you'll get updates. Also, if you liked this episode, share it, tell us your favorite Nickelodeon show and tag us so we see it. And also follow us on TikTok at postproductionpod. Yes. Check out our website, postprodpod.com. Yes. And if you want to keep up with what we're doing here on the podcast, make sure you follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, depending on where you like to listen. I always forget that one. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a good rating and then leave us a roast as a review. Mm -hmm. You know, as 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 long as you leave those five stars, you can say anything you want in your review. Um, and we'll yeah. probably laugh really hard. So if you leave us less than five stars, we're going to be extremely, we're just going we'll to assume crushed. that everything you're saying is a lie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and as always, make sure you let us know if you have shows you want us to watch or have cool ideas for what we could talk about on the podcast. Cause yeah. you know, eventually we're going to run out of Disney's and Nickelodeon's to unpack here. So as long as we keep having ideas, we're going to keep doing the show. So heck yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, stay tuned for reaction series, Avatar The Last Airbender, Loki. Oh, true. Do you want us to do that? That one's coming up soon. It's going to smack. Black Widow. True. All kinds of cool stuff. So with that, much anticipation, this has been the Post-Production Podcast. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 